It's a grand slam. This is Sports Open Live on America's Sports Voice. City. KMOX. Sports Open Line does continue on. It is winter warm-up eve. That's what we're calling it. The next three days at uh, Bush Stadium and also Ballpark Village. Winter warm-up's going to be going on. Again, we are going to be broadcasting live our broadcast spot, Cardinal Nation Restaurant and Bar. That's where we normally do our uh, Cardinals Radio Network pregame shows uh, during the course of the year. And I would encourage you to stop by, say hello, and also we're going to have a number of players and other individuals that are going to be coming in. Uh, I'll be on tomorrow from 10 to 2.45 leading into coverage of Billikens basketball. Uh, Tom Ackerman is going to be there on Sunday morning for sports on a Sunday morning. He uh, will then give way to Joe Pott, who's going to do some work in the afternoon. And then the show is going to be there coming up on Monday as they wrap up at the warm up for uh, the year. So hopefully we see you out there. Come introduce yourself. And uh, yeah, going to be uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun and a new venue, a brand new venue. So, you know, a lot of times events like these, when you're a big organization and you do it every year, it's kind of. You're doing it each year, and you know what you're doing, and you you just go. There's been a lot of work going on in the Cardinals' offices as they get ready uh, for their first year doing it between Ballpark Village and Bush Stadium. And just for you, the the attender, the attendee, attendee, that's the word. That's how you say it. Uh, For you, the attendee, I would, especially if you're somebody who's maybe bought autograph tickets, go online, cardinals.com slash WWU, and figure out where you're going and where you need to be because they're, they're, it's a large footprint of where things are going to be going on between the different areas of Bush Stadium that they're going to have stuff and then also at uh, Ballpark Village as well. So you don't want to get lost. You don't want to not know where you need to be at a certain point in time. So I would certainly uh, encourage you to go check out the schedule and have an idea of where you need to be, especially if you spend some money to get autograph tickets or if there's something specifically that you do want to uh, be attending. Uh, a little bit of news today, by the way, and this this kind of makes me happy. Andrew McCutcheon has signed with the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. So Kutch is going back to where it all started for him. And I always I always like it when that happens. Uh, we Obviously, we saw it with Albert Pujols and, and the Cardinals. Now it's a little bit different with Andrew McCutcheon. McCutcheon's a really good player. Is McCutcheon a Hall of Famer? Eh, probably not. I'd, I'd have to look at his numbers. Uh, and Man, at one point in time, he was... Oh, he was so good. He was so good. Uh, yeah, I'd have to bring up his baseball reference and try to figure out what I would think uh, from that. So, but yeah, he's going back to um, he's going back to Pittsburgh. So he's going back to where it all started. Hit wise, uh, right now he's he's not even two thousand hits. He's at one thousand nine hundred forty eight hits over fourteen years. Career batting average, that's fine. Two seventy seven. 287 home runs. If he got to 300 home runs, that would probably help him there. Uh, 205 stolen bases. So, I mean, he's a he's a 200-200 guy between home runs and stolen bases. He's had, some, he's had some really good years. He obviously won the MVP back in 2013. Top three in MVP voting three separate times, top five in MVP voting, four separate times, really good player, has fizzled a little bit in recent years, 
Uh, last time he was in Pittsburgh was back in 2017, then went between the Giants, the Yankees, the Phillies, and the Brewers, and now he's going to uh, Pittsburgh for what you would expect to be the end of his career. He's a really good player, and I just I like it when play because no matter who he would have ever played for, you would have always connected Andrew McCutcheon to the Pittsburgh Pirates. It didn't matter where he went, what he did, what he won in any spot. Andrew McCutcheon was always going to be a Pittsburgh Pirates, a Pittsburgh Pirate, excuse me. So it's, uh, I like it. I like that he's going to uh, Pittsburgh. He doesn't, you know, this past year in Milwaukee, he did not have a huge impact. Hit 237, uh, still had a 17 home run season, 69 RBIs. 700 OPS. Like, is that his lowest career OPS this past year? Yes. So that was, you can make the argument that this past year in Milwaukee was his worst career year, and he was playing inside of a ballpark that is generally a hitter's ballpark. So that that doesn't uh, that doesn't help him out. His his OPS plus was a 99. Now, if you don't know what OPS plus is, OPS plus is basically OPS, but it normalizes things out based off the ballpark. So it it, it, it takes an account for where you're playing and a league average OPS at that point is 100. So he was just under the league average at 99, but that was his lowest OPS plus in his career. Uh, his best, his best season uh, in terms of that number he had a 166 OPS plus all the way back in 2014. That was a year that he was third in the MVP voting. That was one year after he won uh, the MVP. But yeah, McCutcheon back to uh, Pittsburgh. So we'll see him a fair amount when the Cardinals are uh, matched up against the Pirates. Yesterday we had the short show. So we didn't get into the Matt Holiday thing as much as we would have liked to. And nothing more really came out on it today. I'm curious from you, like, what your initial thought is on it. If if you want to text in, we can read these texts later on uh, in the program. We'll revisit this. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you text in. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I, I really think that when it came to Holiday, he... He wants to. This is a position that he would have loved to have held, but he's got these family obligations. And at some point in time, the realization of the commitment that is being the bench coach for the Cardinals or any major league baseball team, while so many of his kids are involved in so many different things, including in baseball in different places. I, you you just you'll never get those years back. You'll never get that opportunity back. And he had a fantastic major league career that set him up financially for the rest of his life. He there was a lot of sacrifices that he made, a lot of things that he probably missed during his playing career. Why are you going to continue to miss things and continue to not be as involved with your family when you've got the opportunity to be there? Especially he comes from a coaching family. What he wants to do from a coaching perspective, he's going to be able to do later on in his career. There's no doubt about that. It's It would not shock me if in some form or fashion, years down the road, 
this type of opportunity came back around. And we'll see whether or not he has any involvement. You know, the Cardinals bring somebody in as a as a guest instructor in spring training and things like that. Maybe he still does something, or maybe uh, you know, sometimes organizations will send somebody to a to a minor league uh, minor league affiliate for a week or so, just kind of as, a, as an extra instructor and an extra set of eyes. There's still things he can do with the Cardinals uh, if he wants to, even though he's not going to be the bench coach. For them to come back around and get somebody like Joe McEwing at this point in the calendar, that's I think that's a big get. I think it's a really big get. I think Joe McEwing makes the Cardinals a better team. He is somebody that is he's done everything but manage in the big leagues. He's interviewed for big league managerial positions. He's been a major league bench coach. He's been a uh, major league third base coach. He has managed in the minor leagues. He's been doing this for a long time. He's very well thought of across the industry. He's somebody that when you look at some of the things you lost in the dugout this year in terms of staff and just veteran members of the staff who have been around and done things, he's somebody who has seen it all. And I think his role as the bench coach and being able to assist Oliver Marmel and whatever Marmel needs assistance with during the course of the game, I would I would say that Joe McEwing is going to do a really good job of that. McEwing is scheduled to be a winter warm-up. I have not seen timing or anything. You know, they're, 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 this was obviously a very last-minute sort of deal, So, uh, but we did get an indication that McEwing is going to be at winter warm-up and that uh, at the very least at some point he's going to be doing a media session. So it'll be fun to hear from him and just get a sense of uh, his excitement to be back in the Cardinals organization. You think about what he did. He became a fan favorite in a short amount of time. And he he was part of a trade and eventually left the team and didn't have an overly long playing career in Major League Baseball and then was able to jump into minor league coaching and eventually work himself up to a big league staff. But that's a good hire. That's a really good hire for you to lose Matt Holiday and be able to come back around and get a Joe McEwing. I think that's a really good hire for this team. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to switch gears. We will talk some Blues hockey. Yesterday, the Blues come up short. They lose to uh, Calgary by a 4-1 score. They uh, split that back-to-back against Calgary. Long homestand continues. They've got Tampa Bay coming up tomorrow. We will hear from uh, Craig Berube. He spoke to the media earlier today as the team went through a practice session. That's up next. This is Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauley. It's KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is America's Sports Voice. KMOX. Continuing on with Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Paul. As always, if you want to join us, 314-436-7900. Winter warm-up eve as uh, the big Cardinals off-season event. Three days of winter warm-up action beginning tomorrow between Bush Stadium and Ballpark Village. But we will shift gears for a little while. You heard the music that is now wrapped up. Talk some St. Louis Blues hockey. But this is a really random thing. I've been trying to figure this out. So when I was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound like, an, uh, at the risk of sounding like a, a total moron. Total. When I was growing up, so we're talking, when I was watching Blues games, like maybe in the 90s, not even the early 2000s, I don't think. Probably like the 90s. The music that was used um, on like Channel 11 and I guess Fox Sports Midwest at the time, uh, I, I, I want to give it to Matt Pajeski, sports producer extraordinaire, for us to be able to use as getbacks uh, when we're talking about the blues. And I don't know what the name of the song is. And it was like the bump, 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 bump. Don't, 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 don't. I don't know. If you know what that is, what it's called, just text it to me, 314-436-7900. Cause I'm uh yeah, it's what the uh what the TV used to always use. It was the theme music for uh for all the blues broadcast. And now I just don't know what that song is anymore. And if you Google, this is the one problem with Gloria. If you Google anything about like Cardinals theme song, you just get a million things about Gloria for obvious reasons. So, uh, yeah, I haven't been able to figure out what that what the name of that song is. So, yeah, feel free. Text 314-436-7900 if you have any clue, any clue whatsoever of what I'm talking about, and I would appreciate the help on that one. All right, uh, let's get to uh, Craig Berube. He spoke with the media uh, earlier today uh, as the team uh, held a practice session after the Blues ended up uh, losing to Calgary yesterday by a 4-1 score. Had some uh, general thoughts on the way things went down in last night's game. We were not the same team with certain players out of the lineup, and we got to play a, a certain style. And I think last night, you know, we were right there. It's 1-1. Like, we were doing what we needed to do. We kept things to the outside for the most part. Um, and we got to continue to do that. We didn't give up two-on-ones or breakaways or things like that. We kept people in front of us, and, you know, I think we were, we, we should have been more patient and, and not force things in the third period, and if we did that, who knows? You go in, into overtime, we might win another game in OT. Mm-hmm. we got to win these tight games, and it's playoff hockey almost now. Like, that's it starts now. Like, you know, there's teams fighting for job for, I mean, spots in a and the standings in Calgary is one of them. And, the, you know, we got a team coming in here tomorrow that's going to, they're, they're battling, they're fighting. We got to play, we got to be, it's going to be a tight game. You know, it's going to be, there's not going to be a lot of room out there and you got to fight for space and you got to, 
be patient. There might not come that shift, so you got to just work and then keep working and keep doing the same things, and you'll get a break here or there. You'll make a play and maybe get a goal. So got to be better at that. Um, Matt Pajeski. Oh, my microphone was off. Oops. By the way, people are texting in about that song, so that's good. We're, we're going to get that figured out. Uh, I, I'm so locked in on trying to figure out what that song is. Uh, the one person who did score a goal last night uh, was uh, Jake Neighbors, and uh, Bay Ruby talked a little bit about uh, what he's doing right now. It was very good. Um, I've liked his game so far since he's been up here for the most part. I know he doesn't get a ton of minutes all the time, but um, you know he's he's been an effective player for me. Again, his energy and his work ethic and um, strong on pucks, forward checking, pretty good details for a young kid. He told me the first time up he may have played a little tight, a little nervous, that he wanted to be more, I don't know if relaxed is the right word, but I mean, do you, do you see him maybe playing, getting more to what you know his Yeah, for sure. I think going down and playing down there for a while and putting in the time and putting in the work down there has paid off. Um, you know, getting comfortable with how he needs to play and just, you know, it's his first year pro. I know he played some games up here last year, but it's his first year pro, so it takes some time to become a pro mm-hmm. in, in, in the league, and whether it's in the minors or here. Um, and um, he's done a good job of it. And, you know, he's improving all the time, which is a good sign. I always enjoy these kind of off-day media sessions because they're able to really dive in on some individual guys and some performances of what they're doing at the moment. And a couple other people they talked about uh, today, starting with uh, Tyler Tucker. I think Tuck's given us good minutes, you know. Um, again, he's he's a certain type of player that, um, you know, is important in the lineup with his physical play and uh, just playing hard defense and, um, you know, we like the energy he brings, so we like to keep him going. Has this been good experience for him to be able to play these games? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it goes a long way. He's playing important minutes and uh, important games. One other uh, person to uh, talk. Actually, you know what? Let's just get to the uh, to the injury updates because uh, right now when you think about this team, the big narrative is how they're playing while missing a number of, of key players. So many players in the core are just not available and you'd like to see some of these guys get back sooner than later, really for two reasons. Reason number one is just to make the team better. Reason number two is if the team does go into a little bit of a sell-off and that one if if you're not going to be a postseason team this year you would like to be able to trade out some assets and get something back for them. The worst case scenario is missing the playoffs and also not being able to uh, to get anything in the, in return for some of these uh, key players that would have some value uh, in the trade market. But if they're out, if they're injured, you're probably not either. You're not going to get as much for them, or you're not going to be able to trade them. Period. So uh, Baruby did give an update on uh, the injured players who have uh, not been playing recently, and there's not really much of an update any of your your, your other injured guys getting any uh, any closer nope is, is Vladdy able to skate at all yeah he skated this morning if you guys were up early and being here you would have watched but you're in bed still so all right so i guess there is a little bit of an update there that vladimir tarasenko is at least on the ice skating so that's uh so that's good news all right so 
Matt Pajeski, our texters came through, and it's the name of the song is the St. Louis Blues March, so I should have figured that out because not – see, like I said earlier, at the risk of sounding like a moron because, of course, that's the name of the song, right? And you've got it. Do you have it available? Is this what we're talking about? Yeah. I don't think this is the version that they used to use. Like, I hear Ken Wilson's voice right now going, St. Louis Blues Hockey is brought to you by Budweiser. Maybe this was the version. I don't know. It feels a little bit different. Yeah, you can you can start rolling this in to, uh, to our different songs that we use when we're going to be talking about the blues. There it is. Should we just listen to it? Can't listen to it for more than a minute, though, because then all of a sudden we got to start reporting it. All right, we will take a break, and uh, we will uh, come back with more in a moment. We'll get back in the Cardinals. Also have some uh, NFL football to talk about. We've got uh, college basketball to talk about as well. A lot to do in the final half hour. Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam. This is Sports Open Line on America's Sports Voice. Kansas City, KMOX. Sports Open Line does continue here on KMOX. My name's Matt Pauley. We'll have you for about another 25 minutes or so. Big weekend for the NFL. And I I, I thought last weekend in the NFL was just fantastic. And I'm not a I'm not a huge NFL guy. Like I I enjoy the league. I enjoy every weekend knowing that. You're going to get the best games on TV because we don't have a team here. And there was just, but the compelling things that happened this past weekend, both with very good teams, uh, with with a team like the Steelers, who does every, they do everything they need to do, but they don't get the help to get into the playoffs for a team like uh, the Houston Texans, who are horrible but found a way to win, and then they lose draft stock because, like, I just thought the weekend overall was incredibly compelling, and I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen here uh, in the postseason. I like the expanded playoffs in the NFL. I like the fact that only one team is getting a buy, so. Uh, you've got the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs who are not going to be playing this weekend. They are going to get back at it coming up uh, next weekend. There's only a couple games that I don't have a whole lot of interest in. Saturday, Seahawks 49ers doesn't do much for me. Just, I don't think it's going to be a very good game. I think the 49ers are going to win. I think they're going to win fairly easily. I don't love either of those teams either. I don't think either of them are overly compelling. Of the two, the 49ers are a little bit more in just watching uh, the quarterback play that they have been getting uh, after everything that's happened throughout the course of the season. Uh, that's the one game. The, the Actually, the game that I really have as little interest as possible in is the Giants and Vikings on Sunday. I don't think either of those teams are very good. I don't think either of those teams are very compelling. The Vikings won 13 games. They may be the worst 13-win team in the history of the NFL. There's just That game does very, very, very little for me. I don't care who wins it. I think the Vikings probably will simply because they're at home, but neither of those teams are very good. Outside of those two games, every other game this weekend I think is interesting. Chargers-Jaguars on Saturday night, that is on paper the most evenly matched game of the weekend. And I just, I love the story. I love the story of the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
because you go into the season and they look like one of the worst teams in the NFL. At one point, they lose five straight games and they are sitting with a record of two and six. And they're just not very good. And then all of a sudden, they start kind of alternating wins and losses until they get to about the final month of the year. And then they are able to put together five straight wins to finish out the season. And they just so happen to play in a horrible division. And they do enough to win that division by beating the Titans in the final week of the regular season. I love that story. I love the fact that they kind of learned from the mistake of hiring an Urban Meyer and went with the more secure decision, brought in a guy who's been there, done that, is just going to be just going to do a solid job for you. Like if they play in another division, they're probably they're probably not a playoff team uh, other than the NFC South. But if most divisions across the NFL the Jacksonville Jaguars are not winning the division. But you can't control who's in your division. You can't control what division you're playing in. All you can do is control the games you play and what you do, and that's exactly what they did. And they're just a good story. I like stories. I don't think you get into sports without liking stories. That's why we talk about, on this show at least, we're going to talk about the stories that make sports. And the story of the Jacksonville Jaguars, to me, is a really good one. And we'll see if they can kind of keep that thing going by picking up a playoff win. Uh, Chargers are favored in Jacksonville, but that's a really evenly matched game coming up on Saturday. Dolphins-Bills, bluntly, that that game interests me because of everything that's been going on with the Buffalo Bills over the last couple of weeks. They have They have quickly become the team that... If you don't have a rooting interest in the NFL, you've been rooting for the Buffalo Bills just because of what happened with DeMar Hamlin. And the question is, is DeMar Hamlin going to show up to that game? That would be uh, pretty cool if he was going to uh, be there as he has been released from the hospital. He is in Buffalo. You would think there's at least a chance that he's going to show up in a suite or something. And can you just imagine if that happens just imagine what the reaction is going to be, say, when they show him on the Jumbotron or something uh, something like that. So uh, that will be uh, that'll be cool. Ravens and Bengals. Lamar Jackson isn't going to play, but that game still has some interest. And then Cowboys and Buccaneers, certainly uh, an interesting uh, game as well, largely because of, uh, you know, Tom Brady might be finishing out his Tampa Bay career and the Cowboys tend to kind of fall short in the playoffs. So those two things kind of working against each other, and we'll just have to wait and see. All right, uh, we'll take a break. We are, we're efforting a guest. We'll see whether or not we get them. And if we don't, we don't. But if we do, we do. And if we do, they'll be with us in our next segment. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX. Get ready for a sports Saturday on KMOX. First up, men's Billikens basketball action as they take on George Washington. Tip at three. Then NFL wildcard playoff action as the Seahawks take on the 49ers. Immediately followed by the Chargers and Jaguars game. Hear it all on a sports Saturday on America's Sports Voice. KMOX. Sports 
open line does continue here on KMOX. We are continuing to get set for winter warm-up. It starts tomorrow, goes through Monday. Ballpark Village, Ambush Stadium. Again, we are going to be broadcasting live through the duration of winter warm-up. We will be at our broadcast. Is it a broadcast perch? I feel like perch infers, like, elevation. So... It's not an elevate. I mean, you go up like a step, but it's not enough to be elevated. Our broadcast nook. It's kind of. It's it's a little nookish. Um, I don't know broadcast spot. I was trying to use the English language a little bit more creative, creative creatively, but uh, didn't uh, didn't succeed in that one. Anyways, we'll be at uh, Cardinals Nation Restaurant and Bar inside of Ballpark Village. Our broadcast will start tomorrow morning, ten a.m. I'll be on from 10 to 2.45. We have a long list of Cardinals players that we are expecting to speak to uh, during the course of the program, and we'll see who else maybe pops in uh, during the course of the program. And then uh, Tom Ackerman, he will be doing sports on a Sunday morning from there. On Sunday, he's going to have to get out of there for uh, our SLU women's basketball broadcast. Uh, So Joe Pott will take over for him midway through uh, that broadcast on Sunday. And then the show is going to be uh, coming your way um, on Monday. Sports producer extraordinaire Matt Pajeski. So I've I've brought this up a couple times here on KMOX, and I'm getting uh, I'm getting mixed reactions because I'm going out on a uh, on a Cardinal caravan, and one of our stops is Evansville, Indiana. And I mentioned to you days ago, like probably a week ago, I mentioned to you, you know, I have a championship ring from the Evansville Otters when I'm doing the Evansville portion of the trip. Would it be kind of a cool thing because I'm in Evansville to wear that ring? And uh, I don't know if I actually even have worn that ring ever out. Like when I got it, I, I tried it on, but I don't, I don't exactly wear rings very often. So my wife said, don't do it. And then somebody else said, don't do it. But then the guy who knows more about style than anybody I've probably ever met, Mike Claiborne. Oh. He said for me to wear it. So earlier in the week, you and I were discussing it. What say you? Should I should I rock the Evansville Otters ring or not on uh, on Sunday? Well, my initial thoughts were no. Yeah, but I also don't want to. I don't want to go against what Mike Claiborne says because he. I agree with you. He's the. Uh, He's the connoisseur of fashion. So if, if Klaib says so, then you might you might as well you might as well wear that ring. All right. So you have switched sides because of Klaib's. Yes. Okay. I every time I see Klaib's, I look at what he's wearing and I'm like, oh my gosh, I really need to up my style game. I I'm not doing what I need to be doing from a uh, from a style standpoint. He is a really good dresser and he knows exactly uh, what to wear. And I. I envy his style, to uh, to be sure. All right, I uh, wanted to play some of this for you before we get out of here uh, for the night. Uh, Cardinals president uh, Bill DeWitt III, he was on the show earlier this week with uh, Chris Ranji and Amy Markscores as uh, obviously – Everybody in the Cardinals front office looking forward to this weekend, both with winter warm-up and uh, the Cardinals uh, caravan going on. I wanted to pass along some of what uh, Bill DeWitt had to say earlier in the week here on KMOX. No, it's cold. It's rainy today. I know in parts of Missouri, they got blanketed with snow. So it's it's nice to hear about winter warm-up coming because that's exactly what it's here for. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of appropriately named this year. Uh, always is, but... 
um, you know, it's that nice milestone in the calendar where we um, we kind of recall things that happened last year still, but we also turn the page for next year. And, um, you know, it's really fun to have all the players in and, um, you know, talking Cardinal baseball, you know, when it's been a while. Oh. Yeah, it, it it has been a while just because we had the cancellations, COVID happened. So uh, this winter warm-up co- compared to some of the last, what should we expect? Well, this one's definitely different because it's a new venue. We're actually bringing it on campus, quote-unquote. Um, in the, you know, the past, we've had it at, at um, you know, the old uh, Adams Mark uh, Hilton, or I mean uh, uh, Hyatt, but now it's going to be the main stage will be in in ballpark village in the in the uh, valley sports live area and all the autographs and, and you know the, and things like that will be around there and then we also have a number of events in the stadium just right across clark um you know some things at the hotel uh the live by low so it really um you know becomes i think a celebration of also what we have going on downtown here so we're really excited about the the new venue and the new year because it's been two years off like you said because of covid yeah, because of that, I imagine the demand for winter warm-up tickets, for avail- availability for the players' signings, those have got to be through the roof, especially with all the new Cardinal signings, the big signings, and what an exciting season 2023 is destined to be. Yeah, it's been um, a really good showing for fans. Um, there's pent-up demand for the warm-up. Uh, I think um, a number of, of our fans like to travel in for it. Others just, you know, have it, you know, as a little uh, fun thing to do on this MLK weekend, the long weekend. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a, a big one. I think um, it's also, you know, a great way for us to look ahead and, and realize that spring training isn't too far away. And, um, you know, hopefully we, you know, have the weather turn at some point here soon, but, uh, right now, we're just kind of in the throes of it, getting ready for this new venue and having it be really exciting for everybody to experience this thing in a different way. Bill DeWitt III, uh, president of the Cardinals, is joining us here on KMOX. And you mentioned spring training. It is coming up. I believe February 25th will be the first spring game, uh, the first Grapefruit League game, if I'm not mistaken. So it is, I mean, it's coming up here. It's January 12th right now. As you As you sit here, and look at the team still about a month and a half or so before spring training. What do you see? Well, I, you know, we had a good year, great regular season last year, um, uh, won the division. And I think probably the pundits are, are mostly predicting we, we were a division favorite here, which is good. Obviously, it means that we have a competitive team, but you got to go play the games. And, um, you know, obviously we lost – two guys to retirement. Um, what were their names? Oh, Pujols and Molina. Yeah. Heard of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, legends. Uh, and Albert, of course, just for that final amazing year, but uh, Yachty during that whole time. And um, I think, you know, it'll take a minute to adjust uh, to Contreras for the pitching staff, um, but he brings a lot of offense to the table, a great arm. And, uh, I think was the perfect fit for us from a free agent standpoint this year and for what we needed. Um, so, you know, we've got a lot of young players coming too. I mean, there's a lot of talk about Jordan Walker and uh, um, a number of other young players. We've got five uh, kids in the top hundred in MLB prospects, which um, usually if you have a couple, you're, you're pretty excited, but to have five is really bodes well for the future. And I think, um, 
you know, not to mention we have the reigning MVP and, and a guy named Arenado. So we're we're really excited about this upcoming season and and the future looks bright. Yeah, and the Cardinals have those established leaders. Have had them for so long, and we mentioned Molina. I just, it's it's crazy that this year we won't be chanting "Yadi Yadi" in the stands because that's become such a tradition, just a part of the Bush Stadium experience. But we have. Nolan Arenado now remaining with the Cardinals at least through 2027, saying he, you know, he's setting up camp here. He loves to be in St. Louis, loves to be a Cardinal. And you think, okay, this might be, you know, the face of someone who really becomes the Cardinals organization to kind of take that torch from the legendary players before him. Yeah, I I agree. I think um, you could put Goldie in that same category. We have him for a number of years still, still too, but Arnardo, I mean, in the prime of his career, um, great hitter, unbelievable fielder, and wants to be here. And I think that's something that Cardinals fans just totally appreciate. You know, when you're a superstar in baseball, you end up with a lot of options when you hit free agency. And, you know, what what do you want? You want a chance to win every year, and you want a great situation with the ballpark and the fans and the support. And I think, you know, he has that in St. Louis. And um, I think he's also a guy that appreciates the tradition and the um, the legacy of, of the great players that have come before him. And, you know, for all those reasons, he's a, he's a perfect fit for us to, to build around, you know, future, you know, great teams. John Mosellock had visited with uh, Tom Ackerman here on the station about a, a week and a half ago and, and said – not to expect any any other major additions or you know major expenditures before the season starts, and you know I, I know GMs and and uh, presidents of baseball operation don't always show all their cards. Is is it possible though that that if something is right, we still could see something significant happen? I would say never say never because we're always we've always been opportunistic in the off season. Um, I do think that it's a really good model to have a little bit of dry powder as you enter a season, whether it's, you know, injuries that can happen or, you know, trade deadline deals or whatever, um, when you know a little bit more specifically what your needs are. Um, And then also the fact that I mentioned earlier, we've got these young kids coming. We don't know quite when um you know some of them appear to be ready to go maybe this year others maybe a couple years away so i think we want to see those players develop and maybe be the answer in certain cases to issues that 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 may arise um and when you fill from within you're really in a much better strategic position than if you just go out and get somebody and perhaps even block somebody from within so um, I think the order of the day is flexibility with the remaining issues we have, uh, either to fix them internally or at a, at a point in time in the season where it makes the most sense to do so. Bill DeWitt III is joining us here. He is the president of the St. Louis Cardinals, as you know, and uh, we are the home of the Cardinals, and baseball is coming up rapidly. And, you know, you, you mentioned that this weekend it is Martin Luther King weekend. It's a longer weekend. A lot of people do have that Monday off, and and with that being the backdrop of this winter warm-up, with it being Martin Luther King Day, I know that Major League Baseball as an organization has had for many years concerns about the amount of black players that are playing baseball, kids growing up, 
and they're they're going to other sports, they're playing basketball, football, and they're they're doing other stuff and not necessarily growing up playing baseball. And there's a rich history of black players in this city, Ozzy and Lou. And Bob Gibson, I mean, some of the best players in the history of the game have have been St. Louis Cardinals. Is there enough progress being made there by Major League Baseball? Well, you raise some good points. Um, I was looking at at, at a a graph the other day because this this came up in, in a conversation. And what you see over time is... Uh, you know, African American players were a, a good share of of Major League Baseball players, and you had Latin players come in. And I'm talking about you know 50 year stretch here. Um, Latin American players have really kind of, I wouldn't say squeezed out because that's not the only thing going on. Both African American as well as uh, Caucasian players, and I think that there are a lot of trends going on with that. One is what you said, you know, there's, there's competing sports that seems to that seem to have attracted those types of players. Um, but, you know, MLB has in the last, I would say 15 years started to really invest in opportunities. For example, you know, Cardinals care just as a small example. That was Bill DeWitt the third, and he went. He had a lot more to say about that. I encourage you to listen to the entire conversation. You can head to KMOX.com or go to the Odyssey app and just find uh, the show podcast feed, and you can hear that entire conversation. And uh, he, yeah, it was a very interesting response uh, to that last question. And a lot of times when things like that, you do something and you don't see the results of it for like, honestly, 20 years. So it's a really hard thing for Major League Baseball to be working through here at the moment. That is it for this edition of Sports Open Line. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock. We'll be live at Winter Warm-Up right here on KMOX.